Today on The Breakdown, it's a cash game hand from the Hustler Casino Live and, and, Andy, and Charles, and Andy. And it's one of those hands where it seems like everyone has a big hand and someone's putting all the money and not some of it, all the money goes in. And I'll just tell you, one of these players, I mean, they both have pretty big hands. One of them's going to have a real choice, a real Sophie's choice. You know, which child do I give up? I have to decide now, do I call or do I fold? <laughs> you know how that works. It hurts either way when you don't know the outcome. It hurts either way. And man, I don't know if I could do what this player does. Let's get into it right now. The breakdown with Great Dance with John Levy. <laughs> Hey, first time, no rehearsal. That just felt like a remix of all openings that you've done. It felt a little bit like, like you woke up at three in the morning in a sleepy stupor, and that's like the words that came out of your mouth, and then you just fell right back asleep. Wiki, wiki, wah, remix. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. People love remix. You, you know what's really good? Sprite remix. You ever had that? No. Ricky, Ricky, Sprite remix. I bet you haven't had it either. Ricky, Ricky, Sprite. Of course I haven't had it. I don't Wait. even know what it is, really. It's like weird flavors combined with Sprite or something. It's like blueberry Sprite or something. Who the fuck knows what that is? No one drinks that. It's gone. Isn't it dead? How would you know? How I, would I know? I don't know. Uh, check the Twitters. Twitter will tell you. Twitter doesn't exist. It was a trick question. It's called X. Yeah. Show some respect. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of Sleepy, mm. this was suggested by Sleepy Irv on Discord. Uh. I just love the name. Sleepy Irv. I remember the last time Sleepy Irv suggested something. We spent some time talking about Sleepy Irv's name, and I just feel the siren call to do it again. I got to tell you, I just want to bring up all the things. Maybe I shouldn't, but I want to. The, it, the desire is there. Sleepy Irv, come on. Give that guy a little funny hat. <laughs> a little funny <laughs> I'm sleeping hat. A little yeah, yeah. sleeping cap. A little, little, little pillow that he walks like around Willy with Like Willy Wonka's grandparents, or not Willy Wonka, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Charlie's grandparents. Charlie's grandparents yeah. who never got out of bed, except... When one did and had no problem walking, even though it had been 20 years, supposedly. Suspicious. Seems like maybe there's some sort of cybernetic implant thing going on. Maybe. Also, so f these four these two couples were in this bed together for 20 years. Yeah. Am I to believe that there yeah. was no yeah, you are. funny business going they're, on underneath all, the covers? They're all old and shit. They are not, not Randy. Meaning they are Randy. Meaning they are horny. Meaning they want to get it on because old people love sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should know. I uh, know about this stuff. Yeah, of course you do. You're old. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk about Andy a little bit. Okay, great. Because he's in this hand and it's poker related. And that's what we do now. We talk about poker things. Right. It's only poker on this podcast. Our other podcast called Just Go With It is the podcast where we take all the stuff we used to do in the first 20 minutes of this show, the wild, weird, lateral thinking stuff, and we've just jammed it all into that one instead. Just go with it. Check it out at your local podcast network. We just recorded a pretty fun episode. Oh, my favorite one so far, I think. It was so fun and cool to do. Can we spoil what it was? Uh, yeah, because it's already out at the Even time better. this comes out. Yeah. It was, um, I, Jonathan, without any knowledge of what was going to happen, we started the podcast. And I came up with this idea literally 10 seconds before we hit play. Mm. We were going to do something entirely different. And I just said at the beginning, okay, pitch me a movie. And, and I was, was like, it. uh, uh, yeah. okay. And then we spent the, I, I started with something pretty quickly. I came up with something wasn't great. And then we 
over the course of about a half an hour, really refined it in a very fun, I would say, entertaining way, at least for me, into something that was really, you know, there was something there. It was pretty cool. So if you want to hear that and other great types of content like that. Yeah, get on it. Go to Just Go With It. That's our podcast. Get it anywhere that you get this podcast. All right, let's get to the poker. Yes. Do you want to talk about Andy? I do. Andy Stacks. He was a bit of like a collateral damage casualty of the whole Garrett Robbie thing a little bit in that um, Garrett, when he was like lashing out at the world, said, I I don't have to pretend Andy's good at poker anymore. Oh, shit. Did he say that? I forgot about that. How do you think Andy feels about that? And I know you don't know Andy and you don't know what type of person he is or anything like that. But like, what are a couple of different ways you think Andy might feel about that? Um, I would guess that he did not like that at all. That is my guess because I'm just all I can do is put myself in that spot. And if he respects Garrett, which I guess I would guess he does, um, as Garrett from a poker, I would imagine that if I were Andy over those four or five years where him and Garrett were always playing together in these super high stakes games, and they were the two top billing guys, and everybody expected them to clash with huge stacks. If I were Andy, I would have convinced myself that I was as good as Garrett. By or at then. least, if yeah. not, just just a niche, just a yeah. titch below, just a tiniest right. little bit below. So if if you read that and you believe there's anything to it, even if you don't, honestly, you probably wouldn't like it because it was public. I think Andy probably really didn't like that. I know I really wouldn't like that. If someone yeah. I respected said that publicly, by the way, not publicly, I probably wouldn't love it either. Well, of but course. publicly, I would really, I would really, that would burn me, and I would be very unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that really sucks. I mean, people you, when people you respect basically say, I think you're kind of dumb, which is not exactly what is being said, but it's not not what's being said, It right? is sort of it what's feels being like said. That. It right? feels like that's what's being said anyway, right? Like, if yeah, you're I mean, Andy. If, if Garrett had actually been pretending that he thought right. Andy was good at poker to make Andy feel better about being in the game or for whatever reason. Well, to, like, make the game seem more exciting and better, too. Yeah, maybe. But Andy may have believed that Garrett thought that, too. And so that, this could be, it could be quite a blow to the ego because I do I imagine so. that Andy respected Garrett, at least when they were playing. I wonder if part of it is Garrett, where he did some of those tanks. And we used to, when we were analyzing all those because they played so many big hands against each other. Yeah. We, we did a bunch of breakdowns with that. There was points when we were saying, like, you should tank even though you know you're always calling here. Actually, it was Dan Zach is who we were doing That was with, a Dan Zach. Usually against Andy, though. Right. Like, you should tank anyway, even though you're calling with this hand, to, to encourage more of this type of play. And I wonder if that's part of what Garrett means or if he means it in a much more holistic way. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I'd be super pissed if I was Andy about that and not like it at all and feel very wronged. Yeah. Even if it's true. I'd feel very wronged. I wonder if there's anything between Garrett and Andy that made Garrett feel like he was releasing something that had been long coming, mm. like that they actually have some sort of contentious thing going on. Who knows? I don't know. Could Ma- never know. Hard to say. It could just be also that Garrett f- really didn't like that people kept grouping them together. Yeah. Um, when in his mind, there was nothing close about their play, which I think is probably much more true than not true based on all the things I've seen both those it's, guys yeah. do. Likely. Yeah. Um, so maybe he just like had to, felt like he had just grit his teeth and let that go because he was making all this money doing it this way and you just have to allow. Secondarily, yeah, talking about Garrett now. It's been yeah. a while since we've talked about Garrett. He just tweeted, you know, on the anniversary. Oh, really? It was just the anniversary last week of the, the Jack forehand. So he tweeted that he was almost certainly cheated and then talked about like how his life has been in the last year and people jumped on the almost certainly cheated thing. I would right. say that. So let's not talk about the right. veracity of, no, his, no. of his claims. That's not what I'm interested in. That's been poured over far too much by far too inexperienced people who have far too much of an opinion, um, including us. So what 
amount of money do you think Garrett cost himself lifetime by speaking up about that hand when he thought something was was oh, wrong? Oh, instead of just like shaking his head and letting it go and be like, nice, nice call. I can't yeah. believe it. Right. Something like that. And of course, when, I, what I'm referring to is his expected value of con- getting to continue to play in all of these games with all these right. players. Even if he had made the face that he made at the end, but then, but just kept that face. And then later on in an interview said like, I just, I'm so amazed at that call. Like, I sort of can't believe she was able to call with just Jack High and yeah. left it at that, even if he was suspecting something else. How much did he cost himself? Well, how much was he making playing in these games? Thought, well, in the stream games, he was... He was in the up over a million in the Hustler I'm game. I'm pretty sure he was. And that was over the course of, what, a year and a half or two years? Yeah. So it's only been a year. And there may be other games he doesn't get to play now because of this. I think that's probably correct. Um, I don't know how much he wants to be playing all these games, but let's say he did. I think the stream games are probably the juiciest yeah, games, too. I, well, I don't know if that's true. Some of the home games are probably unbelievable. They probably They're are. all really good. They're I, all really good, man. But, I, you know, not to... I, I don't mean to insult anybody who played on it, but as an example, Poker Time, which was a 5-10 game, sometimes a 5-10-20, was probably a lot softer than a lot of the 510 51020 you could find around the area. Oh, I think without question. Right. So there might be a similar thing going on with yeah. Hustler Casino Live. I will say this. So they tracking uh, poker.com which does the Hustler Live Casino stream. Hustler Casino Live always has been. Thank you. Um, it's it's 2 weeks out of date, but still most recently updated on September 15th of 2023. Garrett is still the number 3 all-time player on that. And he's up in terms of winning. He's up $1.5 million in 54 sessions. Um, so I think he's, I mean, it's hard to imagine he hasn't cost himself at least seven figures at this point, right? right. At assuming, least a million bucks, maybe, maybe get, two million bucks. Assuming he could get 25 sessions a year because at the time he was the big draw. He could get on Hustler whenever he wanted. Yeah, I mean, I think they were playing more than once a week. So it might even let's be. Let's assume he just wanted to play 25 yeah, sessions okay. a year. Okay. And, and let's assume he ran a little hot even. Yeah. Like his expected value for those 25 sessions is probably something like a quarter million minimum. I think so. And how I mean, the play is so bad on and that. And how many years did he punt off by doing that? Like if, if it's four years, then he, he lost a million dollars in expected value at a Just minimum. Just on that, yeah. At now, a minimum. He still might be able to come back at some point, yeah. right? But he did burn some bridges and seems not really interested in coming back either. Honestly, when he would tweet about playing poker it seemed like it was a real struggle for him like mentally yeah, yeah. like uh like it was just emotionally hard which is understandable he's playing these really big stakes but he's the big winner and it was really hard right. for him so like if he's having all this trouble when he's winning like this imagine if he runs bad imagine like he gets up against tougher competition like there's more dan zacks in the world who he's playing against stuff like that it's like i mean it could really be rough so i mean he's if, probably better off not playing yeah anyway. i mean if he was like playing these high stakes for five years or whatever and just kind of white-knuckling it the whole time emotionally, it's probably unhealthy to continue anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. But he also would have been able to play, like, in the million-dollar buy-in game. Like, right. for sure. Could have played every day of the million-dollar buy-in game like some people did. And yeah. he would have been one of those guys. And, like, unbelievable opportunities. You know who the number one winning player of all time? Is it Tom Dwan? It is Tom Dwan. Because of that one hand against Wesley, He's mostly. up almost $3 million. The number two player all time is at $1.7 I mean... It's that, yeah. I mean, he won a million dollars off that Wesley on that Wesley hand. Yeah. Just, but he would still be the number one player even without that. But he's played eleven sessions total, and, and I think he played the entire million dollar week. And a lot of it was like super punty PLO stuff, where he's yep. the only guy who has any clue what's going on. He with did PLO. very well there too, for sure. But like, he's obviously awesome at poker. Yeah. Um. 
but like 11 sessions, obviously also running hot. A lot of, a lot of things had to work right for this right. to be, but like, wow. Yeah. So there's been, I mean, Garrett would have done incredibly well in the million dollar game. His expected value in that playing a week of the million dollar buy-in would have been pretty high. I At least think. half a million. I would think so if he played every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he knows how to play uh, PLO, so maybe... It was maybe. a million-dollar game PLO sometimes? I didn't think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was all the punty PLO stuff you're talking about. I didn't about. think... No, that wasn't a million-dollar game. That wasn't like a million-dollar minimum buy-in. You sure? Pretty sure, yeah. They were playing really big, at least. But maybe you're right. Maybe, they, maybe they're often getting like 100K, 200K yeah. at a time. Actually, you're right. They were playing really big, though. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. Tom Dwan, probably better than Garrett, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. I'm sure, I'm sure Tom Dwan's better than Garrett. Garrett was very good for a while, though. Probably he still probably, is. He probably still is. Yeah. But now he's not there. All because he may have gotten cheated and may have called it out. Or he did call it out. He definitely called it out. Um, Nobody knows if he was cheated. It's unclear f- for sure if he was cheated. Um, I think if you think you're cheated, it's probably right to call it out, even if there's some consequences most of the time. And I think, I right, think if I'm, I was Garrett, I couldn't... I can't imagine doing it any other way than the way he did it if I was in his shoes. If you truly believe you were cheated in yeah. the moment, yeah. I'm going to like keep my mouth shut? Are you kidding? By the way... The thing that's weird is he was given the money back, right? Yeah. So then it gets really weird. Right. Like, is he going to... Because if he says he wasn't cheated now, he has to pay back the money also, right? Yeah. So he has to always maintain that or pay back the money. Those are the only two options, really. Yeah. If he ever says, I don't think I was cheated, how could he ever keep... What was it? $250,000 or something. He just can't keep it. It's impossible. Yeah. It's crazy that Robbie gave him that money back. It's sort of crazy. It is. If she didn't cheat, it's really nuts. If she didn't cheat, it's absurd. It's, it's almost impossible to believe, though, that someone would make that choice. I'm not saying I know what happened, but it's so outside my, my brain waves to be able to think someone could be like, I made the greatest call anyone's essentially ever made on, the, on streaming, and I have to pay you back? Are you insane? That would be my, I'd be like outraged. I wouldn't pay him back. That would be my take. But I'm not her, and I don't know. what I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not claiming I know what's going you on. You have a different view on money than most people. That is true. We, so we, we're doing, we have a video editor now for our yeah. uh, video breakdowns that we do of these hands. And we had a conversation recently. This is about Jonathan's view on money, basically, where I was like, this is a good hand that it could be kind of a shorter video. And he's like, well, no, we got to get maximum value from Ricardo. We got to yeah. do, we got to do a video that's longer, so it's more. Why would we do a shorter video? We're paying this guy to, right. we're paying by the video. Why, we got to do long videos. But, it does, <laughs> but if the quality of the video is not determined by its length, why does it matter? Yeah, I mean, you make a fair point. Yeah, but also, I, I want to get that value. <laughs> I got to squeeze that value out. I don't want him to be killing us on the on it. You know, <laughs> we can't let Ricardo like, have a so, good deal here. So I have a. Um, with Regal does a monthly subscription thing, right? It's Regal movies, cinemas, right? So I pay them $22 a month, and I can see all the movies I want there, and I've been doing it for a long time. Um, and I, like, think about it sometimes of, like, have I gone to the movies enough this month? Because I should make sure I go to the so movies So you're not enough. even being, like, a prudent economist. No. You're not even considering sunk costs. No, I'm, I'm considering making sure I squeeze value out of every, every drop of value. <laughs> No, it's true. I'm not. I'm not considering sunk costs. Entirely, at least. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's see if one player can squeeze every drop of value out of the other. Someone's going to try. I'll say that. All right. Let's get to the hand. Okay. Charles, who has become a mainstay on Hustler Casino Live, it seems. Charles Yu. He is the number eight all-time winner. Oh, yeah? Uh, according to this. How much? $720,000 over 42 sessions. He got to play the million-dollar game. I guess he, he might did. have done pretty well on that. That probably helped. Uh, how did, how's Andy? I'm looking him up right now. I found Andy Stacks. 62 sessions, according to this, down 191000 
He was apparently up over a million on live with the bike, though. Um, I don't know if anyone was actually tracking that, or is that just something people say? I though? saw that on Reddit. Yeah, it doesn't mean I it's true. I don't know if it means anything. It doesn't mean it's, it's true. It means more than me saying it yeah. with no knowledge. Yeah. You know. Anyway, Charles is going to open the hand. It's $200 big blind game. Okay. Um, he's got 101K. He's the effective stack between the two guys. Makes it 500 from the hijack, just two and a half Xing it like all the big boys do these days. Mm-hmm. Queen Jack of Clubs. Yep. One of the prettiest hands in the game of poker. <laughs> it is a very pretty hand. I actually. contend that the prettiest hand to look down at. Yeah. Unless you really need a like aces right now because you're in a tournament with 15 blinds or whatever, is king queen suited. I contend that king hmm. queen suited is the best looking hand. Do you have any rebuttals? Well, I actually have for a long time since I first ever played poker in a casino. I won a big hand with queen jack suited, so that was my favorite hand for a long time and the prettiest hand to look at because hmm. I won a big hand against pocket kings. I see. Um, at the time, we were playing like 50 cent a dollar or something like that in Excalibur. But for me, it was like I literally never played in anything other than a home game at that point. This is 2005 or something like that, you know. Um, and I was so excited to win that pot, you know. So excited to like bet the river. I made a flush on the river or something like that and bet and got called. Okay, by try to Kings. divorce yourself from memories with a hand. What's just no, 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 no. the That's, most aesthetically pleasing hand to look down at? There's no... Real way. I mean, the most aesthetically pleasing. There's there's no aesthetically pleasing anything. It's all the same, man. It's all just it's all association, brah. Nothing is aesthetically pleasing. Not any more than anything else. I mean, there's no reason why Queen Jack suited isn't any more aesthetically pleasing than King Queen suited. Is For there? S- it just is. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just a little bit better. That's why you like it, you son of a gun. All right. Anyway, so you pick Queen Jack suited. I saw. I'm sticking with my Queen Jack suit. Yeah. What suit? What's your suit? Diamonds. Diamonds is a pretty nice looking. I think spades is hard to beat. I, I understand that. Um, honestly, I kind of love hearts too. Kind of you know love what? it when you get clubs like, the are two pretty, hearts. Pretty decent as well, but clubs are obviously the worst of yeah. all of them. They are nice, but not. But still, fourth out of four. Yeah, I mean, everybody agrees with that. No question. Everybody who's listening to this agrees with that. And I, if they don't, they have something wrong with them. For me, it's very clearly diamonds, spades, <laughs> uh, hearts, clubs, and hearts are closer to. Uh, to spades than they are to uh, clubs. Yeah, clubs are clearly just the, like the, they're a tier of their own and the, the bad tier. Run to the litter, but still not too bad. I still take it's it. It's so beautiful to look at. Suited, I'd rather have suited Broadway Queen Jack of Spades than King Queen of Clubs, but all King Queen oh. suiteds are better than all other suited versions of other hands that are the same suit as the King Queen suited. So King Queen of Clubs is clearly better than Queen Jack of Clubs as far as right. as looking at it. Right. But, but I'd rather look at any Queen Jack suited that's yeah. non-clubs versus King Queen of Clubs. Right. And well, I'm glad that we've talked about this. It's, I feel it was therapeutic. And th- that's why I'm upset that Charles has Queen Jack of Clubs. Because sure. it's a garbage-looking hand. Yeah. It's honestly upsetting me that it exists. Yeah. But he has it, and he makes it 500. Okay. Full to Andy in the big blind. He's got Charles covered with 141K. He three bets to 2,500 with 10s. I didn't write down his hand, but it's 10s. It's 10s. Um, the suits are maybe going to matter, so maybe I should look that up. Let's see if I can find that real quick because I, I don't I remember it's the suits. Ten of diamonds, ten of spades, but I don't. Right, are you getting sure. it? Because I'm. No, having... I'll look while you keep talking. Don't worry about All it. All right. So Andy's got tens. I don't think the suits will really matter. Charles, of course, calls. He's got position. I guess you could argue against Andy to four bet sometimes because Andy's probably going to three bet out of the big blind more than your average player. Uh, it is ten of spades, ten of diamonds. By the way, good job. Fucking. 
Memory like a fucking smart ass elephant. Like a really like good at memory elephant. Okay, good. Do you ever want to four bet Andy if you're Charles? I'm not I mean ever? I guess ever, yes, ever, but very rarely with this hand. This hand is very much a let's see a flop hand. In position. Yeah, like why do we want to blow the pot even more with a hand that rarely makes super strong stuff, but makes strong enough to like put a reasonable amount of money in, you know, like top pair with this hand is only okay. We do make some draws some of I the mean, time. I, I mean, Queen Jack obviously makes Broadway more than any other hand. It's obvious. Obvious. Yeah. I mean, haven't you experienced that? <laughs> like Queen Jack just makes Broadway more than other hands? Uh, I have not experienced that, actually. I think it's King Queen for me. No, no, no. King Queen never makes Broadway. No, I make King a lot Queen, of Broadway with King, King Queen. King Queen makes a lot of like ace, 10, four flops, and then you turn a king. There's like so much of that with King there Queen. There is a fair amount of that. But with Queen Jack, it's always you turn a king. I and turn you, a lot of jacks. Nah, not with King Queen. You turn a lot of jacks. Maybe if you had King Jack, you turned a jack, but not with, not with King Queen. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Charles calls. Seems normal. Seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5,350 in the pot. Nitro betting is where it's hot. Nitro betting is where you're not. But you could be if you use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up, and then you'll be there. Where they have machines with a slot. Yeah, and they probably don't care if you smoke pot. And... If you're bleeding out, don't worry. They've, they'll help you with a clot. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize they had medical services like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because often do. what we've said in our ads, and this is true, yes. is, is that it's causing medical problems to, mm. to experience <laughs> nitro bedding. It's like, yeah. it's like an exposure to something so radiant and immersive that it, it causes either a dental problem is often discussed, or sometimes it's just death. Just I mean, straight up like versions of death. I feel like it's more call a doctor than call a dentist, I gotta tell yeah. you. Yeah. So But some people have experienced dental issues. It's sort of like the guys who are at Chernobyl. It's kind of like that. It's like you don't wanna get exposed. <laughs> but you should. But you need to. You need to. Because it's gonna change your life and the life of the people around you. Yeah, it could. I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, have you ever seen anything about, like, you know, the red paperclip where you, the guy, you know, yeah. trades the red paperclip and ends up with a Ferrari? I have seen something about so that. So it could be your red paperclip. Except instead, it's just you bet on, let's say, a sport. And, and then you maybe bet. you win some money. And then your life has changed forever because you, it's incredible. Because you feel so good. And you swim all the way from Cuba all the way home. To where? Uh, you know, wherever home is. That could be that could be Finland. The tip of Patagonia. Finland. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you swim to Finland. Finland. Not Patagonia. Does, does Finland border the, the ocean? I'm not entirely sure on you this You know, one. there's water in the general... So you could swim there. There's definitely water bordering Finland, so I think that's ocean. American geography lessons. All right. Um, I've been to Finland. No, I haven't. You have... <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I've been to other places. Okay. I've been to near Finland. I've been really close to Finland. How close? Denmark, the Netherlands. That's pretty close. Is it close enough? That's very, uh, yes, that's as close as you can get without being actually in Finland. But I were you like we on the that. border? Were you close? No. <laughs> I, but I was in the other two countries. They're right there. Anyway, nitro They're betting. They're right there. Right. Use the link in the description to get on nitro betting. You get sports betting, you get poker, you get casino games. Yeah. You get to show Nitro Budding that you came from the poker guys. If you want this podcast to continue, which at least half of you probably do. <laughs> at least half. It's a good reason to, to that, use the link. The half of you who aren't hate listening this, this show yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's fine too, by the way. Hate listen away. We're cool with that. Hey, you know what else I didn't write down? What? The flop. Luckily, I exist. I, I can actually tell you it was ace, nine, ten. With two hearts. With two hearts and one spade. I remember it. 
And uh, I'm a golden god. Is the ten a heart? Do you know? I'm going to look right now because okay. I don't know. But I'm going to look for you. For you. I didn't do a good job writing down the stuff. You kind of did a terrible job. But you know what? I'm the guy who does it every time, so shut your mouth. Is that a good thing to say, though? I felt like it. <laughs> I enjoyed saying it. Telling people to shut their mouth, not super profitable. It is the ten of hearts. It's the nine of spades. Okay. Ace of hearts, ten of hearts, nine of spades. By the way... What the fuck is wrong with you? You're not writing anything down correctly today. Are you having a bad day? Did something happen? Maybe I'm having a good day. Maybe I'm just being free for the first time. Maybe huh. me and Garrett finally feel free. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we want. You know what? I support you guys. Yeah, thanks. All right. So Ace 910. This is notable in that Andy flops middle set. Yes. And is almost guaranteed to be ahead. It's very unlikely for Charles to have ace-ace, of course. Yeah. And Charles flops an open-ender. He has no backdoor club draw or front-door club draw, though. Andy's going to go ahead and check. Discuss amongst yourself, Jonathan. I mean, we're only checking, I have to believe, to check-raise on this board, right? It'd be very reasonable to bet the ace-high board. Charles is going to have a lot of aces. But when we check, he's going to bet a lot of those aces, too, and probably call a lot of check-raises when we're Andy, and this is a wet board. Yeah, on this setup, if Andy's going to have check raises, uh, I really like this in his check raising yep. range. Uh, and I think sets of nines and sets of tens can be his value check raises. They're beautiful. And then all of the nut flush draws and combo draws can be your, your light side. Mm-hmm. So cool. Andy does check. As Charles, do you feel compelled to bet with queen high and a reasonable draw? The only question I have is does Andy ever fold here if we bet? Like, no, I mean, he could Andy. have like eights or something and just fold. Okay. If he's actually going to fold, if he's got some fold, if he ever clicks the fold button here, then yes, we should bet. I, I really, it really depends on how Andy tends to play. If he has a hand like eights or sevens, which I think are potential three bets. In I this. just feel like he bets those usually, doesn't he? I don't so know. Check I, I, don't, I don't have like a trove of Andy data. If I, if I feel like his, his check to fold percentage is more than like, you know... More than 10%, I think we should bet, because we have, obviously, equity anyway, and we can tell a story and all that kind of stuff. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. If you're Andy and you have eights, are you betting? Yes. Really? On that ace-high board? Sure. Just because you're betting 100% of your hands? On the ace-high board, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. After we three-bet, we're just going to give up on that board, which is more us than him? I think so. I think if you have check raises, it's okay to add check folds in, too. You should. I just don't know that Andy's okay. got them. But you're not, asking me what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, I think we're betting this a pretty high percentage of the time, though. But you're right. We, if we have check raises, we should have some check folds. You are correct. But those could be... Um, those can be, like, the true no equity, like, suited connector type stuff. Like, pair, pocket eights might be ahead. Like, we could be betting to deny equity. Four five of diamonds is definitely not ahead, and we could just check fold without any diamonds, without anything going on on this board, for example. Five six of diamonds, six seven of diamonds, stuff like that. Way way less interesting, you know. I don't I don't have a ton of interest in betting two eights on this board, even though I threw about pre flop. Really? really, I really don't. No, equity denial is great and stuff, but it's just a really bad board. We're not. Getting it is it. hard to get folds on this board unless Charles has like pairs underneath the nine. I will grant yeah. you, it's really hard to get folds. Besides that, yeah. I'm I'm okay with giving up. I don't yeah. know if Andy's the type though. I wonder if the solver just gives up with like these medium pocket pairs on this board. Because it's a wet board, like you're saying. Yeah. Charles connects with it a lot in yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um so anyway, of course Charles is gonna have to make this decision based on player tendencies. If you were playing against me, it would be reasonable to bet because I sure. would have some folds. Yes. Right. 
But if Andy literally has no folds in this setup, then, then we should definitely check. Yeah. Because what's the what are we doing? Yeah. Right? Let's just take a free card, keep the pot small. It means we can call a much smaller bet on the turn if Andy decides to bet than if we bet now, right? That means the pot's going to get bloated. By the way, we also open ourselves up, up to the check raise. Which we then, unless it's absurd, kind of have to call because we have yes. six clean outs to the nuts. Of course, and we're deep. Yeah. So it can't be that bad to bet almost no matter what because we are drawing to the nuts and we are deep. It just can't be that bad. But if the guy's never folding, it doesn't feel that great. I guess we could bet with the idea of we're checking back a lot of turns if he calls, but yeah, I don't know. If we think he's never folding, we should probably just check. Well, Charles must think that Andy's folding some okay. of the time. And maybe he's right. Yeah. So Charles bets. And of course, Andy doesn't have a hand that he's going to fold, so we will never know. Right. Um, so Ever. Charles bets 3K into 5350. Uh, more than half pot on a wet board. I think that's fine. Yeah, sure. Andy's just like, oh, baby, please just have aces up. Please have aces if up. If he could somehow have ace nine, yeah. that would be amazing. Right. And then he's got two outs. Right. I mean, I guess we'd prefer him to have pocket nines, but that's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so is Ace-9. But yeah, there's whatever. only two combos of Ace-9 suited, for example, but yeah. whatever. So once you're here, you think check-raising is the play, right? I think so, because A, we want to charge the draws. Yep. B, we want to not set up a situation, since we're out of position, where either we have to lead the turn weirdly, or it goes check-check a lot, yeah. right? Once we call. Like, I guess if Charles has Ace-Queen, he's going to bet again. But if we check-raise, he's going to call anyway. Let's get more money in against the hands that are going to bet again. And the hands that are giving up, let's just knock out all their equity right now. Yeah, and on runouts that we like, check-raising gives us the opportunity to put all of the money in by the end. Yep. Whereas if we check-call, it's going to be pretty tough to do that. Yeah. So Andy does raise to 10K. Yeah, this is the kind of hand we're trying to play a really big pot with. So Absolutely. I like it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I like it, too. And... Charles can't go anywhere, right? I mean, it sucks to not even have one club on the board, but you just can't. It's too deep. I mean, having two hearts also kind of sucks. Yeah. But whatever. We can't fold yet for 7,000 more when we're this deep, and we do have six clean ones. And by the way, two unclean ones that still are good a lot, right? Yep. Andy, Andy can have other hands that he's check-raising here that are not fucking hearts and aren't, you know, like, sure, pocket ace sets, and even maybe aces up, and maybe even ace king once in a while, like maybe. a hand like that. He might be check raising that a little bit. Um, I think it's a very clear call, and you know, hope for some great stuff on the turn. That would be the hope. Yeah, um, there are some nightmare scenarios, you know, where Andy has a, is free rolling us with a hand like queen jack of hearts, or yes, if he has king jack of hearts, our equity is not ideal. You know, nope. stuff stuff like that. But, um, but one Charles, thing at a time. Charles calls. If a heart comes in and he bets really big, a heart that makes us a straight, we're going to have to figure some shit out. Yeah, but it's going to suck. We'll worry, we got to worry about that tomorrow because today we're calling 7,000 more to see what the turn is. Which is you know? the Queen of Spades. 25,350 mm. in the pot. Queen of Spades pairs Charles. See, I told you, Queen Jack always makes Broadway. You did say that. Oh, wait. didn't happen this time. It's, he, made, he made the pair. It's, we're not, the, the hand isn't over. That's true. That's true. I didn't say it had to be on the turn. I didn't say it had to be on the turn. No, you didn't. Queen of Spades. All right. This is a slightly scary hand for Andy. Jack Eight gets there. Come on. Jack Eight and King Jack are the only things when we have odds against we have we have outs against both of them. That's not that scary. This is a this is a pretty good card. Hearts are bad. Um kings are not great. Eights are not great compared to a queen. Like I mean Jack Charles has I guess maybe Charles has 16 combos of Queen Jack and only four of Jack Eight. Is I think Jack Eight is unlikely to be a big problem here. Like I don't think we can worry too much. But Queen Jack, he might have all of them. I don't. Yeah, 
I mean, he could definitely have four combos of Jackie. He could have four combos and have called the race. He could. Yeah. Um, fine. Like, okay, I think we worry about that later. He might only have two combos of King Jack, I guess. Hearts and spades. Right. King Jack off. Unclear if he... He might call that stuff anyway against Andy when Andy three bets, when Charles gets to be in position too. Um, he might call that kind of stuff against Andy. Well, if he's calling Queen Jack off, he's probably calling King right. Jack off. But I, I'm talking about on the flop. I think he probably isn't calling the check raise unless it's hearts or spades with the King Jack. Got it. Um, for 7,000 more... Right, it's not great. It's not great because the heart. We can get there, but it can, we really only have three cleanouts then with Queen Jack off, right? King Jack, King Jack off. Thank you. Or diamonds or clubs, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, Queen of Spades. Andy's gonna continue with his plan to try to get all the money in by the river. I guess he could have the. By the way, the King Jack off with the King of Hearts. He he probably. Call. I guess he could have that too. Yeah, because then he can bluff a heart or right. get there. It's the same as hearts. King Jack of Spades. Really. Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, so. Andy bets 25K into 25K. I mean, you are correct. It's not ideal. We prefer a deuce of something else, but it's still a pretty good card, right? Like an ace is a worse card. Maybe it's a good card, but it might be bad, right? An ace, we might be losing. I feel like we often run into this where yeah. maybe you're just misusing the word good or we use oh, okay, the word maybe. differently. Yeah, because yeah. It's if, obviously not a good card. No, if it's, it's a below average card. No, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, the only good thing about an ace is if Charles has a hand like ace-jack... Now, the second ace may lock him yeah, in the hand. Yeah, so an ace can actually be a good card. Yeah. By, by the real definition of good, whereas right. a queen is never a good card. A queen does nothing good for us. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So, bam. So, there it is. Win again. Didn't I say an ace was better than a queen? I said an ace was a good... I'm the one who said But that. you... This is unreasonable to talk about. <laughs> You're, I was fighting back against you calling a queen a good card. Oh, it's not a good card. You had been doing until Oh, just now. okay. Right. You're right. It's a good card compared to a few other cards. There are worse cards is what I mean Yeah, and say. I think... Not that it's a good card. You're and right. I think it's just there are worse cards. Disservice to the listener is when you okay. use that type of language. You're completely right. There's uh, a million bricks. The queen ain't one of them. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, Andy bust 25K. It's not a heart. I, I imagine he would probably slow down on a heart, but I'm not sure. It's hard to know what to do if a heart came, if you're Andy. It kind of sucks. Um, we might just go into check call mode, being out of position to like... So try not to get all in right now. Yeah, when we, we have get very it. little equity. We get it. And also, if Charles doesn't have hearts, he might just fold good hands now a lot, too, as opposed to we check, we keep those ace jacks of the world or whatever in instead of out, you know, stuff like that. That's good stuff for us. Right? Yeah. So I think he's probably checking or betting very small when a heart comes. This card is a pretty easy bet, though, I think. Yeah. So he does. He bets, he bets pot. Full pot. This is not a great spot for Charles now. I no. mean, the queen is just kind of a bad card for Charles, too, in that now if he makes a straight, it's, he's not going to get paid if, unless Andy's chopping with That's him. That's a really good point. By the way, now backdoor spades are a part of it, so there's more cards that can come that might make Andy a big hand that we can't, you know, that, like, there's less clean outs, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The king of spades and the eight of spades are no longer clean. Right. They're likely to be good, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah, and he could have ace ten of spades. He really could. Or he could have, by the way, he could have ace king of spades. It's possible. I'm not sure if he's check raising that. I'm not sure either, but he might be sometimes. I think or, or, yeah. that's, Andy might be. I think going back to the like the flop strategy, if we're gonna have check raises in a three bet plot pot on this board texture, I, I don't wanna have that many. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather just have sets of nines and tens and then some combo draws and nut flush draws and not really try to expand the value that much. I think some people though, 
and I'm not opposed to this, don't always want to raise all their high equity draws. You want to raise some of them, of course. Yeah. But like, and want to raise some of their lower equity draws that don't really want to put in a lot of money unless they have fold equity too. Love. So like King Jack actually is the kind of hand you might not want to call that often. Oh, for 3,000, you, you could call once a lot of people do. But you could also turn that into a raise because you're like, eh, if I get blown off this hand, it's, I only have three outs, three clean ones and four outs total, right? I philosophically differentiate from that thought yeah. at this stack depth. I want to check raise hands that by the river I am going to have with some frequency a joyous feeling in my heart when I put all the money in. Mm. You know, that would be nice. Yeah. So I, I prefer the combo draws and the nut flush draws, and I, I don't necessarily think you need to check raise all of them in of order to so. balance with nines and tens, but just yeah. you know some of them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to reality. Back to turn. Randy best twenty five k. Is there folding for Charles? I mean, we're still open-ended, but I don't think we have any implied odds. I think we should really talk about this yeah. as a potential fold right now. Yeah. Like you said, if we make a straight, it's going to be extremely hard to get paid. We are not getting paid in unless we're chopping or losing. Yeah, so it's not So paid. we're not getting paid. Yeah. Um, so that sucks. We're, and we're getting two to one. We don't get there nearly enough. Half of the straights now, half of the straight cards, complete flushes. We don't block any of those things. We don't have any, you know, we don't block any of those flushes, yeah. right? That's not great either. Um, I think we should fold. It's, it's pot. I think we should just let this go right now. Unless we think Andy is like completely full of shit and then we made a showdownable hand with odds to even improve, with, with some equity to improve, fine. But I don't know why we need to think. Andy doesn't check race that often in the spot, right? I, I mean, think, do we I think, think we just fold? Andy has king X of hearts. He's going to shut down on the river if he misses. Because we can call if we think that, maybe. Because King X of Hearts is... That's has something we can beat. But, but is Andy really going to shut down? Is Andy actually three-betting King X of Hearts that often? A little bit, probably. A little bit, but, but not, not a ton. It's not a huge part of his range, no. of his three-betting range, right? And he's probably mostly calling with King X of Hearts, I would think, than, rather than three-betting. Three and one of those King X of Hearts is King Jack of Hearts. Well, yeah. And then once and then past that, it's like... I guess King, King Nine of Hearts is in play, and he could have that, and yeah. check-raising that pretty reasonably. Um, or queen nine of hearts, or just nine X of hearts. But again, he has to three bet those pre. Now, he does have a wider three betting range sometimes, and he does lose his mind. I've seen him do it. Just the yeah. other day, I, or I think maybe even yesterday, I saw like a, a video where the hand started with Andy plus one, and he raised queen three off suit for God knows what Whoa. reason. Super weird. I did not realize he was that guy. I was really surprised to see it. Um, very odd. There to could me. have been some sort of there other game going on. I don't think there was. I think no? it was the end of the day, and he just raised queen three off suit. And then two people with actual hands um, called, and then he c bet the flop, and then he folded when the other two people put all their money in. And it was just like, way to burn like $10,000 for wow. no reason. Super weird. Very strange. Yeah. So this is probably why Garrett is like, <laughs> how do people think we're the same? We're not the same, right. you know? Anyway, I agree with you that I think Charles should just fold now. I think it's a fold, man. Even it's though weird. it technically improves our hand, it's not what we want. If we had Queen Jack of Hearts, of course we're calling, right? If we had, if we had Hearts with this, of course. It feels really different. Yeah. Um, actually, if we just had Hearts at all, it's more of a reasonable call, at least, because then a card can come that doesn't terrify Andy the way I think a straightening card comes is scary. I right? think cards are going to terrify Andy. Cards are going to be scary, but probably not as scary as like a king or an eight, where just a jack gets over. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. I think yeah. they're, they're both bad. They're both really bad. Yeah. All right, fine. Fine, we need a combo draw to continue. Then we don't have it. Right. I mean, I guess technically we do because we have a pair with a draw here, but... That's not a combo draw. It doesn't feel like a combo draw in this case. No, like if you, fly, if you have like nine, ten, nine, eight of hearts and you flop ace, ten, nine with uh, 
with two hearts on the board, that's considered a combo draw. Disagree. I mean, you can disagree if you want, but I will again say that is considered a combo By draw. By who? By the entire poker world. The way everyone you're saying ref- it, Everyone refers to it as a combo I draw. I 100% disagree. Right. But this is going to be you good. Do, you do no... I, what are you even basing this on? Like the TV you've watched? You never read about poker. You don't know anything. Like you have, Are you basing this on a book from 1981? <laughs> It's not that early. <laughs> <laughs> I will pose this to the listeners. Do it. Is it a combo draw if one of your draws is to two pair or trips? If you flop a pair in a flush draw, is it a combo draw? Yeah. That's the way I want to ask it. Not that's the way a, that's you a, said yeah, it. Fine. That's fine. Good. I totally don't think it is. They're all going to fucking shove you in the fucking trunk and drive you out to New Hampshire. That's what's going to happen. All right. Do you want to bet on this? Let's find a way to bet on this. Fine. All right. We're going to have to put a poll out on Discord. Oh, God. We're going to do it. Um, and I, I'm i going to say that at least 25% of people will agree with me. And you, because you. 25%? Wow. So not even 50%? I'm just basing this on how confident you are. Wow. So we went from this is a combo draw to like 75% of the world disagrees and I still get to win the bet. Get out of here. It's because get out of, get out of my apartment. It's because right of now. the ridiculous confidence that you're talking about this with. My confidence is that more than half of the people will agree with me. You don't want to make that bet, that's fine. That's that's, that's, that's your confidence? That's that, my bet. But okay, forget bets. You will, you think about half of the people will agree with you. I think at least half will agree with me, yes. Let's do it. Let's do the bet on 50-50. That's fine. Okay. You got a bet. So, All right. Good. We pulled them up by 25% people. That's how you negotiate. I, no, I wasn't. Nego- I mean, like, I, I knew it was a long shot to get you to agree to that, yeah. but your ridiculous overconfidence is absurd. Like, why would you... I just want to explain something to you now that you have <laughs> made the terrible bet. Yeah. Why would you call it a draw if it's something with, like... So you're saying I, the draw is a flush draw and a draw to a better pair I or understand. Trip? But, oh, wow. You've really lifted the curtain on this. Now that you've it explained seem, that to me. It seems impossible that a person as experienced in poker as you would think such a thing. I understand why you're saying that. But what I'm saying is it's not just a draw. It's a draw plus because you also have something else. So that's where the combination part of it comes in when people are referring to it that way. Are you sure you weren't hearing this from people who call sets trips? I am sure. Because it feels like that type of person. I am who would sure. Say no, 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 no. Big, big time, like legit people call these things combo. Who? F- fucking Jason Kuhn. All right. So the way I'm going to pose the question, okay. I think, is going to be. This is unbelievable. We've gone down this path. I mean, this is infuriating. I'm yeah. infuriated. <laughs> you should be. If you're right, you should be more infuriated about the common usage of combo draw being so incorrect. I've just moved on past it. I believe me. I'm aware that it's weird. That's, I'm very aware of that. I don't think it should be called a combo draw. I just know people do call it a combo draw. All right. So the way this question will be worded is, is a combo draw only when it is both a straight and a flush draw? Or no. No, no. This is how I want you to do it. Okay. So make sure you agree. But if you flop a pair and a flush draw, have you flopped a combo draw? Okay. That's it. Or is that a combo draw? That's all. I don't want the other stuff... It's just a yes you, or no. If you flop a pair and a flush draw without a straight draw, because you can do all three. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Is that a combo draw? Yeah. Great. Because Great. I think... I say 50% plus Okay. say yes to that. Great. My definition is clearly you have to have flop I understand. both a, flop, uh, a flush and a straight draw. I understand why you feel this way. Yeah. I agree, based on the wording, it should be like that. But this is the world where the word literally means figuratively. So welcome to the fucking world, buddy. You're a, you're a newborn babe, and I am just trying to protect you from woodland creatures. I feel like you can't win this bet. <laughs> in that, in that, if you 
do win. Uh, we live in a horrible. I already know we world. live in that world. I'm not, I'm winning. I'm just betting on knowledge would you, that exists. Wouldn't, so you still exists. lose though, right? Because the options are that that is confirmed or the world is better than you thought. It's weird. It's weird because it's sort of like you betting me. Does murder exist? And I'm like, yes, murder exists. You're like, well, you're a loser either way, buddy. And I'm like, well, on one level, that's true. But I've really come to peace with the fact that murder exists in the world. I've known it my whole life. You love murder? Was that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. If you're right, I am shocked and embarrassed for everybody. Um, But not for yourself, apparently. See, this is how you're going to turn even a loss into a win. That's what you're doing right now. I see it. I see. You're already preparing for the loss. I'm embarrassed for everybody who speaks that way. How about that? The world speaks that way. Jason Kuhn doesn't speak that way. (laughs) Jason Kuhn speaks that way. No chance. Justin Bonomo talks like this. No chance that Justin Bonomo has four or five of spades, (laughs) flops four, ten jack with two spades, and says, I have a combo draw. I flopped a combo draw, everybody. no fucking chance that Justin Bonomo... Him and Sam Greenwood, when they're talking hands late at night, he's like, yeah, I flopped a combo draw. And Sam's like, oh, you had a straight draw or a pair? Oh, no, I had the pair. Oh, okay. No. Sam Sam Greenwood, of course, says it in his, you know, his little thin voice. Fucking chance. <laughs> There's no fucking chance. Oh, you know what's going to be incredible? Is if either way, if it's like a fucking landslide in either direction, it's going to be amazing. You know, yeah. if it's like 95% of people agree with you or with me, it's going to be wild after yeah. this conversation. Yeah, it, it will. Know? It will. I feel like there's a reasonable chance it's going to be a landslide in one direction or the other. It's going to be great. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So what has happened here is... I have no idea what's happening in the hand. Ace, nine, ten with two hearts, queen of spades on the turn. That's two spades. So it's ace, nine, ten, queen with two hearts and two spades. Andy has a set of tens. He bet pot on the turn. Charles has queen, jack of clubs. We want Charles to fold, but he does not. He calls. The pot is 75,000. Good God. Charles has 64K effective. Uh, We've really really done this. Guess what else I didn't write down is the river, but I know what it is. I know what it is, too. It's It's the the queen of diamonds. Queen of diamonds. Yes. The queen of diamonds. I mean, that's a pretty good card. That's a good card for... I mean, I mean, it's a good card for Andy, as it turns out. It's a pretty good card for Charles, though. Yeah, I think it's probably a bad card for Andy overall against Charles's range. Sometimes Charles now wins with Ace Queen. Yep, and sometimes Charles had like Ace Nine. It's like fuck. Yep, I agree with you. Um, by the way, when Charles calls full pot on the turn, Ace Queen starts to feel like a very reasonable thing. Yeah, and then a Queen comes. But what Andy has going for him is SPR. Charles. Yeah, Charles has 64,400, and there's 75,400 in the pot. It doesn't matter. It's better just to move in and be like, tell me what happened. 100% yeah. of the time we're moving in, we're hoping he has like just, you know, king, queen of hearts or something like that, which is very reasonable. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to get paid. In this case, queen jack, we're just going to get paid. Or we're hoping like, to get heroed by an ace that just doesn't believe us. Yep. Um, we've, got, we've created the SPR. We put the SPR in such a way that we welcome any aggression anyway. It's fine. So we're yeah, there's no aggression because we go first. Uh, of course, so. but I'm saying like we're happy, we're just happy to get it in and can't worry about it. So that's what Andy does. If we were very deep, this would be a very weird spot to have go queen queen after we got the pot call on the river, and yeah. we might bet, but we'd have to really think about how we want to size it. This is totally easy. Let's talk about that for a second because I think it's interesting. Okay, if we were 500k deep here, I think wow, I really like like uh, pot size or slightly bigger bet. Ah, to, to really define. Yeah, I think hand. it's pretty easy to fold to a raise then unless there's some serious history going on with the player. And you can still get called by a lot of the same hands. Yeah, I think you're right. And what, what tr- bluffs would Charles even have here? If like, he raised? It's hard to come up with that many. It'd be like, it would be like king nine of hearts where you, you block full houses and the nut flush. 
Dry, we and, could consider having up. like um, nine, ten of clubs or something like that. So we block some full houses yeah. that way. That's kind of a cool one where we liked our we liked our hand on the flop. Um, we called the turn with bottom two where it's still good. Probably enough of the time. It's not great, but the draws haven't come in. And then the queen comes on the river and counterfeits us. Like, that's a reasonable hand. Actually, this hand is a reasonable hand to turn to a bluff. The hand that Charles has. Because mm, we block King Jack also. We block King Jack and we block, block full houses. Yeah, that's, not, that's true. That's true. Although most of Andy's full houses are probably pre-flop pairs. So we don't block them as heavily I mean, as it feels. I mean, it's a lot of ace-ace, a lot of ace-queen, and that's a problem. He ain't folding those hands. Right. So, so I guess having the queen is this useful. hand may be too good to turn into a bluff is our problem. Anyway, back to reality. Yeah, okay. So anything we did for sixty four k and okay, here and, we are as Charles. And I watch Jonathan watch this. Yes, and Charles goes into the tank, and, and Jonathan's like, "Oh, it's it's the good queen too. It's not one of the suits where we where he makes a flush. Sometimes we have to call. It's the one out queen that we don't we have to call. That's my that's my immediate reaction. It's not a heart. It's not a spade. We have the queen of clubs in our hand. This is the last one." What other, there's almost no other cards we're really excited about. We're excited about like an offsuit king or eight. There's four of those. This is like the fifth best card, best card in the deck. This is actually the fifth best card in the deck for us. This is why we shouldn't have called the turn. Exactly. If we're not gonna, if we're not gonna be excited to call right now when we have less than a pot left and get moved in by fucking Andy, this should be an easy, this should, like, we can't call the turn if, we're not, gonna, if we're not gonna snap call this. Let's set aside bluffs for a second. Okay. Does Andy have any value that we beat? I don't think so. No, if Andy somehow has ace-king up until this point, which I kind of don't think he does very often, he's not going to shove the river. It would make no sense to shove the river rather than check and give the hearts a chance to bluff um, because the straight draws now made trips, and why let them? Why, why give that to... Why take away the bluffs opportunities? The straight... The trips are getting it all anyway. Right. It doesn't matter. So... We want to check on hearts, hearts, and maybe even spades block. Yeah, whereas with tens full, you can get called by king jack and beat that hand, and you can get called hopefully by king queen and, and queen jack yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. We don't beat any value that Andy has. I can't think of any value we beat at all. And at all. Maybe Andy flops hearts and just goes three barrels. Well, that's so now we're on bluffs. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ways we can win the hand with queen jack here. Okay, what hearts does Andy have that we beat? Any hearts that or, is not King Jack. Or Jack Eight of Hearts, or Wait. King Queen of Hearts, or... Yeah. I mean, I guess Andy could have Queen Jack of Hearts, and we're chopping. Like, it, we got to kind of move down. There, he could have other hearts. I, I, I'm thinking more I like this. King Low of Hearts that maybe he three-bets sometimes pre-flop. Maybe. Right. That's, that's the hand that exists, I yeah. think. It's King Low of Hearts. This is not a great spot. I know Andy has some bluffs... Typically, yeah, um, but this this hand is not that good. I mean, we're beating like king eight of hearts and lower. Yeah, unless Andy is continuing to bet hearts on the turn after we call the check raise, which he might do sometimes. Jack seven of hearts and worse. Well, These he, are he hands did, he three he did, pre. He did bet the turn. What are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean? Unless Andy is continuing to bet hearts. He, he did continue to bet hearts. So he's here now. I'm confused by what you're saying. I don't saying. even remember what I said. Okay. It's right. gone. Okay. We could, we could play it back or we could keep going. Let's just I, keep literally, going. I literally don't know what I said okay. anymore. But it made sense at the time to me, but maybe I said it wrong. Only it's the listeners possible. know for sure. Yeah, they all, they're the ones. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So this feels like a shitty spot. I, oh, I think, it's not a good I spot. I think the crux of it is the turn, right? Like, yeah. We, sh we should have followed the turn. Now we're here. 
Do we have to call because it's Andy and because it is, as you said, the fifth best card in the deck for us? I think we do. Just because of those things. I think if we're calling the turn, like you said, we're putting in 25,000 on the turn, leaving, leaving us 64 left, and we're folding when the fifth best card hits that clearly improves us, I think, fuck yeah, we have to call. Um, I think it should be... I'm actually surprised Charles tanks. Yeah, because... Charles goes into a serious tank. I would think you just put the chips and like, did I lose? Let me know. It's sort of like Andy. Andy's doing that too, right? Andy's just shoving like, let me know what happens. Yeah. Because we're getting it in anyway. I know that. Like, I'm never folding, so fuck it. Um, I'm trying to get value from some of these hands. I just, I don't understand why Charles even tanks. It feels like you just have to call this. Do you disagree? If it's one of those things, this is something we used to say a lot more frequently on the breakdown. Mm. It's one of those things where if I were transported into Charles' seat on the river, yes. I could find a fold. But I can't make the brain connection of calling the turn and folding the river. When like, we, why would we do that? When we call the turn, we have to call the turn because we think Andy still has a lot of bluffs, right? Yeah. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? And so if Andy has a lot of bluffs, this card has not improved any of those bluffs. No. We're, and we've actually taken the lead, although not against anything that Andy's value betting. But like we now we like we love that card in theory, right? We're like, hey, that's a good card. That's like, said, oh my god. That said, I I I don't know if we're getting the right odds to call as far as how often we're actually gonna win. We need Andy to have bluffs that we are not considering. Like yeah. you can't just be king like X just of suited hearts. connector bluffs. Yeah, some weird shit. Now Andy used to have weird shit like that. I don't know if he still does. Like seven eight suited type stuff where he, so he flops the bad end of the open ender, check raises and goes bet, bet, bet. Because he's like, fucking I hope you fold. He I hasn't found the heart to bluff since Garrett said that thing, actually. He's <laughs> kind of taken the wind from beneath his wings. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's... I don't know that he's as crazy as he used to be. Um, I want to fold. I do. Oh, you can want to fold. You just have to call, I think. Is you what have to is. fold the turn. That's what right. you have to do. Right, of course. You fold the turn so you're not in this spot. Because again, if you're folding when the, when the fifth best card comes, you just can't call the turn with, at this SPR. You can call if you're much deeper. You can't call it this SPR. All of that said, just because you made a mistake previously in the hand does not mean you have to compound it. That is a fair point. So you don't have, like, and we've had this debate before. It's not really a debate. It's more a mode of thinking that we need to get into when we're making these assessments that is a better mode of thinking, which is that each decision is discrete. And we should not consider the reasons for making previous decisions only the exact value of our current decision. Right. That is true. But it goes to a lack of planning, right? On that, Charles. But I'm, I'm saying that's inconsequential. Like, as far as our Okay, about, about where we are yeah. exactly at this moment. Like, yeah. if we're just fully present with, here we are on the river, he just shoved. Yeah. Who cares about everything else? Right. We're right here right now. So who cares my reasons before? I what think, are my reasons I think right we now? made a mistake on the turn, and there's right. literally only four cards that we can call the river on. And this just misses the cut. Okay, first of all, I think we I think we are calling the river on the king of spades and the eight of spades. If, okay, if, fine, six cards. I think we're probably calling the river on the king of hearts and the eight of hearts too. I think we just kind of have to call. Do they're we not really, a, I, I mean, are they better than the queen of diamonds though? I don't know. I think they're worse. The hearts and the spades, I think, are both worse. Right. By the way, if I don't, we th- and if I don't we, think we have to call the river on them. If we think, if you think that though, then don't we have to call trip queens? Because that means Andy absolutely can have s- s- draws. I don't think Andy's shoving on those cards unless he got there. You think he's just not shoving? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe no. On on the eight of spades and king of spades, no. With ten set of tens, no. Andy's not shoving. No, not with a set of tens. I'm talking about bluffs. I'm talking about Andy having bluffs. Oh, like pure bluffs. Yeah. So like on the if he, I'm saying if he can have spades and he can have hearts. 
Yeah. Right? Because you're saying those are bad cards on the river. The king of yeah. hearts is a bad card. That means Andy can have hearts, right? Because otherwise we make the nuts. Yeah. So then sh- that means Andy can have hearts on the turn. So shouldn't we be okay with calling trip queens on well, the river? You're, you're assuming that Andy's always shoving the river well, when he doesn't get there. That is the question then, right? How, how many of those misdraws turn into bluffs? I'm guessing enough of them do that we can call not just the four cards that come. I'm not that, sh- that this fifth card is fine. I'm not sure what Andy's doing, but yeah. I think if Andy gets here with hearts, he's supposed to shut it the fuck down. I think that's a really bad thing to be bluffing the river with. I think Andy is not often doing what he's supposed to be doing. I, I understand that. But he has a long history of being very spewy. I okay. think we have to call just because of that, honestly, forgetting about all this other cool stuff. I think we're supposed to fold the turn, but I think if we call the turn partially because he's spewy, this is a great card to call on the river, even though we lose this time. So we're now talking about reality, the Queen of Diamonds. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm back to the Queen of Diamonds landed, and I admit, I, it's hard for me to divorce myself from my turn decision, but if I think Andy's spewy at all, right, the only way I can get here is if I thought he was spewy. So it's weird for me to decide he's not spewy now if I thought he was spewy before in the hand, you know? Yeah. Nothing has changed, except he's put more chips in, which could, you know, is not, like him checking would be him not spewy. Right? Like, yeah. every th- all his actions continue to be that he could be spewy here. I just don't see how we can ever fold. I think we have to fold and, you know, call and lose sometimes. I think it's okay to call and lose. And this is one of those ends. Since we called the turn incorrectly, we're here now. And I think we just have to put it in. I, this has been cool to see what the solver says on all this stuff. But I feel like, especially against Andy, come on. Charles folds. Charles fucking folds. And I think it's a good fold. I disagree with you. Yeah, I disagree with you. Well, Go it's a hell. combo drop, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not. And you know it's not. <laughs> hey. First time, no rehearsal. I say fuck second take. Not his baby scratching the vinyls until the record breaks. Mr. One Night is all I need. No second dates. I'm the rapper most likely to make it.